0: Welcome to The Blind. at Season 2, Episode 1. We have got Mr. Jeff Jones with us tonight in the studio. We're going to hit the intro real quick, and when we come back, we're going to talk everything Shin with Mr. Jones. Cam, go ahead and hit it, buddy. Let's go. Season 2, Episode 1. Welcome to The Blind, where friendships are made and the world's problems are solved. Thanks for stopping by. Let's talk ducks. This episode brought to you by Shin Gear Waterfowl gear that is truly built better Apex Ammunition Experience your best shot Alpha Innovations The do-it-all rack system Stratton Seed Company Planning today for success tomorrow Baits and Blades Texarkana's premier waterfowl and tackle supply perfect limit outdoors and the designated puller. Make the water move. Dirty duck coffee. If your coffee sucks, it ain't the duck. Lyle Real Estate, land investment experts you can trust. Sit back and enjoy. It's time for another episode of the Blind Waterfowl Podcast. From the Lyle Real Estate Studio, here are your hosts, Garrett Camp brian bolt well episode one of season two garrett camp and brian bolt here with you on the blind waterfowl podcast and our special guest tonight mr jeff jones from shin gear mr jeff how you doing tonight
1: i'm good i'm doing good i'm glad to be here thank y'all for having me well
0: we we sure appreciate you Sure, appreciate you coming on tonight. I guess about a year ago, we met you in person when we were up there last summer, uh, yeah, up there right getting some launch. gear, and yeah, yeah, so it yeah sure was. Yeah. And, and so, uh, st- everybody that doesn't know you, why don't you start off just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and kind of how you got started in this mm-hmm. endeavor. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> I uh, originally from Texas, Canada. That's like y'all are. Uh, grew up there. Uh, lived there all through um, my parents still live there I mean, that's, that's home for our generations of our family my sister and me have both moved out but uh has always been home uh left there went to college went to college and uh finished up in central arkansas just north of little rock at uca and conway uh and had a lot of fraternity brothers had a lot of access to uh Farms in East Arkansas and public land in East Arkansas. And that's kind of where I made home and where I stayed. And uh, we still have a camp over there now. It's really kind of my second home. And I kind of, Jesse, my wife would say it's probably my first home. This yeah. is where I live being my second home, but not, not actually true. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, a little bit about me. I mean, it's kind of where I'm from and where I went to school and growing up down there. And uh, all that I've always kind of been, a. Uh, I either lived just off the Arkansas line. My parents' house that is in Turches County, It's on the Texas side. They live out on the red river, uh, state line right behind their house. And now I live in Mississippi and, you know, Mississippi river is not too far from our house here. So I've kind of always been right on the edge one side or the other of Arkansas and always had the camp over there where I've got it. Uh, I hadn't, I hadn't ventured too far. I say that I travel a lot, but I've always kind of kept home in this one area.
0: Yeah. Well, what about, uh, did you ever make it over to Millwood and hunt any when you lived down here? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I, I grew up at, so my, my duck, my duck hunting life started in Texas Texarkana. It, uh, we used to hunt the Red River, which was right by my parents' house, uh, I hunted Millwood. I hunted, uh, what's that, Sulphur River Mercer Bio area? Yeah. yeah I would go to, uh, we have a whole lot of family. We have a really large family. I have a lot of family that's outside of Hope, Arkansas, okay. on the Arkansas side, Southwest Arkansas. So we would hunt uh, at Bodart. Grew up, that's kind of our first flooded timber experience. We hunted it. I actually, talk about Millwood, I hunted Millwood oh man it has been so long ago but i hunted millwood when we used to, be able to have floating blinds on it yeah um you could we would have floating blind it kind of floated on barrels and stuff you could pull a boat up under it hunt out of it and at times millwood when of course when i was a kid everything was amazing when you were duck hunting but at times man millwood was phenomenal i can mm-hmm. remember uh and it was kind of cool too because my grandparents, my granddad, and my grandmother, they always had uh, a little trailer, a fishing camp at Millwood at Yarbrough Landing is where yeah. that was. Yeah. So once school got out, and once kind of base well, we
2: for a second.
1: Oh, Am I back? You're back.
2: I think
0: oh, yeah. we lost. I think that. we. I think we lost you, Garrett. We didn't. I, I, no. Jeff and I were still uh, here. I'm All
1: right. I was going to say I. I found uh anyway so we my grandparents had this place on the arbor landing and we crappie fished all spring all summer and then you know when you got back to going back to school whenever we would come back home but to my dad's dismay i would i spent all summer with my granddad at millwood crappie fishing and all that and then in the fall we'd go back and duck hunt quite a bit it would yeah it's millwood
2: been a long people, time it holds a special place in brian and i's heart we still hunted a little bit and We still have some really good hunts out there at times, so the hunting is not bad um, even now, but all those blinds you speak of are all upside down, so every now and then we see an upside down barrel, and now we know what it is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Millwood, man, it was a great place. I I have such fond memories of Millwood. I'm sure it's all changed, and, of course, it's different now. I hadn't been there in years, but I would – i'd like to see it again i like well, you, to see you it.
2: still do a lot of public hunting though don't you
1: uh yeah no nah, that's that's all it's unless i get an invite and, and honestly i rarely go with anybody uh my partner jeff farmer in in chin he has white oaks I, i'll go with him i mean that that's an invitation yeah you don't
2: turn right that now. down no
1: <laughs> so i'll i'll go with him as much as i can um I really enjoy hunting with him. He's a really good dude, and the place he has is phenomenal, but other than that, 99% of my hunting is on public. I hunt the White River Refuge. Uh, I got my camp over there in 98 or 99, I think. Right? that Kind of that 98-99 season was the first year I had the camp. Uh, I kept it until it flooded in 2011, and then we tore it out and I rebuilt. I've been in the same spot on the White River Refuge since not that ninety-eight, ninety-nine season. I I I love it. That's home to me. That the yeah. public woods of East Arkansas, the White River Refuge, is home to me. That is that's where I want to hunt. If anybody said, "Hey, you go hunt tomorrow," you go hunt anywhere in the world. I'm going there. That is where I'm going to go.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I look- to me, you know, there's something special about public hunting. We hunt private some, too. Um, but something about a public hunt, when you're, your hole wasn't drawn for you or you don't know exactly where you're going, you kind of have to figure things out. And there's That's something right. about that figuring things out. And when you do kill that limit, it's just a little extra satisfaction, I feel like, that comes with that.
1: Yeah, it's magical. It really is. It is. It is a magical place and the way it happens and everything because you know honestly from the moment you wake up everything is against you everything can go wrong in a public duck hunting situation uh you know we all we all know what they are it's other people it's are the birds there it's the water it's the boat everything can happen yeah when you pull it off man it's phenomenal but You know, a lot changes in, you know, all through the nineties, early nineties and late nineties and early two thousands. I hate to say it this way. I'm not trying to be arrogant or cocky, but like you, you never didn't kill ducks. You know, you kill ducks. If you didn't, it was because of something you did. Either you were late or you missed or you were not paying attention or you just did something like we always had ducks in those woods. Uh, Now it's different. We don't always have ducks in the woods. We don't always have them in the spots that we want to be. It is a constant hunt and search for them now. Uh, Used to uh, early nineties, mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. You just went out there and found a spot and had an opening. You started kicking water and calling. You could kill, (laughs) you kill your ducks and it's not that way anymore. You have to scout them. You have to scout your holes, uh, it, it, it it's it, there's a lot to it, and I like that. I like the challenge of figuring it out.
2: Right, yeah, I, right. I, I, I guess I really we're not know. we're not living in the good old days anymore, huh?
1: Man, it it's not none. Of, honestly, none of us really are, and it's for a multitude of reasons. I'm you know I'm not I'm not blaming anything. I I'm fine being dealt the hand that I'm dealt. I I like the public land and I like the challenge behind it, and I like how much it changes. Uh, but it, it's certainly different. Back in the day, man, you just, I mean, you honestly, you just went out there and found an <laughs> opening and started yeah. kicking water and calling, and you could kill them, and it's not that way anymore. Uh,
0: well, and, and you being it's, from it's Texarkana, you you being from Texarkana, you probably know where Garland City and Louisville is, and, and I uh, you know, I, that's where I grew up hunting, was in Garland City, and I tell Garrett, you know, duck hunting's kind of like country music, you know? Once you got past the nineties, it just started getting worse, and so <laughs> you know, it, <laughs>
2: Amen, Amen, brother. Yeah.
0: But I mean, you could. When I was growing up over there in the nineties, you know, I mean, it. You're almost right. I mean, it's that's what it was. I mean, if you could show up and not just blow it yourself. I mean, if you were just a halfway decent hunter, you killed ducks. I mean, <laughs> you know, you just show up and not do anything too crazy, and and you could kill them, but. It's not necessarily like that anymore.
1: No, and I, you know, and I, I still, I respect a lot of the younger guys now, and I say I'm younger. I mean, I'm 48, it's 49, and, you know, there's kids out, I, I saw them kids, I, I apologize, but there's 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds out there now that are hunting public tender, and those, public woods, and those kids, those guys, they work hard, man. They really do. They scout, and they stay on top of ducks, and they know how to hunt, and they, uh, know how to work birds in and they know how to deal with the other public pressure that goes on and there are a lot of good hunters out there
2: today yeah uh, yeah
1: they don't have like i i kind of say i'm a people will ask all the time and and i'll tell them i'm straight up a 90s model duck hunter that that's kind of what i refer to myself as the 90s are when i went to college it's when i hit my peak and my prime and i was going and all that i kind of a 90s model and back then honestly it was a lot easier and it's it's not as easy now and when you have guys that are consistently killing ducks on public land because they're putting in the work and they're learning and they're doing I uh, hats off to them now
2: yeah.
1: the other side of the older side of me i can come out and say they got it easier now <laughs> there, there, <laughs> there wasn't any there was no
0: technology uh, technology
1: yeah, there was no onyx there was no uh google maps there was you know GPS. was no shin, shin
2: gear waiter we didn't have those <laughs> did we
1: right it <laughs> you know gps kind of came around later i had to learn the woods luckily i had an older individual that was over there and he kind of took me under his wing and he taught me the woods uh taught me the holes and most importantly taught me how to get around because on the white river you know we say it all the time you, you, you live for 26 feet you live for 26 mm-hmm. and a half feet because that puts water and you can kind of go anywhere and get around and do what you want to do you know that that's the clue that's that's the key to it all It's 26 and a half feet i can kind of hunt shin deep to waist deep water but you might learn about a hole or you might see a hole on on x or on google maps and it's like i'm gonna go hunt there tomorrow well, Pard, good luck getting there because yeah. you can't get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's that been kind of the fun. That's really what I kind of enjoy is, you know, figuring the woods out and, and figuring out. You're like, I want to go hunt this hole. This hole has to be 25.8 feet for me to get in there. Uh, but I've got to go this way and this way and zigzag around and get into it. That's, that's yeah. really what I
2: love. We deal with there. the same thing on Millwood because we have to constantly – Look at the water level. We got to know exactly what it is. When it gets in the bushes, we know it's going to be good. When it gets so, you know, just depends on the conditions. But while we're on this conversation on public land, there's a question I've been wanting to ask someone on the show that I haven't asked yet. <laughs> so I think with your background in public hunting, I think you'd be a good one to ask. And so, you know, Brian and I, as you're going through and you're hunting public land, we always talk about the problems of hunting pro- public. And what are the biggest problems? And this may be somewhat of a controversial take, but it's... He he
0: told me earlier, nothing controversial, okay? Don't get me in trouble here.
2: (laughs) This is a conversation we've had a lot. And one of the things that we've seen on our public land is the impact that mud motors have had on it. And so if you just take Millwood, for example over the years we started hunting, you're running an outboard and you were having to push your way through things to get to a hole or walk and, or walk. Yeah. And ducks had pockets and places that they could sit and they could rest on that public land. And now with the invention of mud motors, they're awesome. They're the greatest invention in one way because they allow us to get to places we couldn't have gotten to before, but they've yep. also, decrease the ability of those ducks to be able to sit in those little pockets. They have nowhere they can hide now. And so I've talked to some private landowners around the area and they say, well, the weekend before season our duck population numbers triple because everybody runs them off of Millwood, you know? And so that's probably what I see as one of our biggest problems. But what do you see as a, as a problem in public duck hunting?
1: Well, I'll, all right, let me get on my old man soapbox. <laughs> okay. it's,
0: a, it's a touchy subject.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. And, and I, think, I think mud motors are some of the, the it's one of the best inventions that, that has helped our hunting behavior in a long time. I mean, it allows people to get places they've never been able to get before. The, to me, this is just me, man. I'm just going to tell you what I see. I think the bigger problem, the problem that's bigger than Mud Motors and the problem that's bigger than, you know, the amount of people that are out there doing it is there's no mentor program. All right. And what I mean by mentor program is no one is teaching younger hunters, people a lot younger than me, how to hunt, how to scout and how to go into an area. I don't have a problem with mud motors. I think mud motors are very beneficial. Do I think they run ducks off? Yes, I do. But do I think that if you had a mud motor and you stayed 500 or 1,000 yards out of where feeding ducks are, are you going to run them off? I don't think so. Do you park that boat and get out and walk to that area instead of riding up in there? Would that be a better way of scouting and a better way of doing? I believe so. I believe that if someone just like what happened to me in the in the early 90s when i started hunting the white river a gentleman took me under his wing and said hey man this is how you get around this is how you go in here this is when you can hunt this spot this is when you can't hunt this spot i think a mentorship program that goes in and teaches people about areas or teaches people about uh, how to scout or how to get around would be way more beneficial to all of us and In yeah. case, for instance, I'll tell you, on the on the refuge over there, we have, there's several oxbow lakes just scattered through those woods, and, and they're great because we always have water. So you can have a low river water year where you don't have water in the woods, but you'll have water in the oxbow lakes. And if you know what you're doing and you're working with another group that's hunting it, there's one over there in particular that, Somebody try to get the directions without giving it away. But let's just say you can hunt on the north end of it and you can hunt on the south end of it. You can have two groups hunting at the same time and they can both be successful and they can both kill ducks and have a good time. But this past year, we had some new people show up over there that's never hunted it before. And in between that north end and that south end, there's a point and it looks like, hey, there's plenty of room I can set up in here. Well, the problem is if you set up in there, you shut the entire lake down because the ducks don't react if there's something there and there's something north and there's something south. They can't get comfortable. They can't work to anybody. So by being in that spot, you've shut the entire lake down. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, if somebody would teach people about how to hunt this area and say, look, if there's somebody on the north side and there's somebody on the south side, it's it. That's all the lake can take. Then you kind of get that knowledge and everybody's under understanding and everybody has a better hunt. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, you, and know- you know, I, I talked to a guy that hunted there one day and I, you know, I tried to approach him friendly and say, look, you know, you, you want to say you can't hunt here, but it's you're not saying you can't hunt here because you can't be here. You can't hunt here because it's messing up the entire lake and this mm-hmm. is why, uh, it's a hard conversation to have with people. It's a hard conversation for somebody to understand that doesn't know what they're dealing with. So yeah. I'm sorry to ramble on, but my thing about mud motors and any kind of motor or anything like that, it's more about knowledge of the area and somebody learning about how it impacts the area that they're in. That's my
2: take on it. Right. On. Using it correctly, and my mud motor's is as loud as everybody else's, so I don't have a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, in a lot of those places up there, the refuge, you know, and, and a lot of these public places, you can't use mud motors. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of that that's not going on in some places. But again, that's a, it's a subject for another Thank day. You. But by the way, it is your time to ramble. You ramble as much as you want.
1: That's <laughs> all right. I'll try <laughs> not to. I, I will say, you know, we, we're, we're 4 a.m. rule, uh, you know, where I hunt. And, I'm man, I'm telling you, those first two or three weeks of season, and, and everybody's fired up and everybody's happy and excited. And they're, uh, my camp actually sits on kind of a uh, – the refuge sits 100, – I'm 100 yards from my camp, from my bedroom to the refuge, and there's an Oxbow Lake. The Oxbow Lake doesn't have rules on it. So that leading up to 4 a.m. when they try to enter the refuge – I'm pretty sure one of my neighbors down the lake. He drives his mud motor through my bedroom about one fifteen. <laughs> so, you know, if he could if he could ease by me instead of coming by and hitting it a couple of times, I would appreciate it. But other than yeah. that, I, they don't bother me.
0: That's right. Well, look let's let's take a short break here on the blind. We've got some great sponsors, and you as you can see on your screen throughout the whole show including shin gear. We're going to see a commercial from them here in just a second, but we appreciate our special guest, Jeff Jones, for being with us. We'll be right back after this short break from the Lyle Real Estate Studio right here on The Blind. I believe that your waiter is one of, if not the most important tool for a waterfowl hunter. Over the last couple of years, we've been wearing the shin waiter. Of course, like most people, we were skeptical about a non-insulated waiter but I'm here to tell you it's the best thing I've ever put on. We wasted a lot of years wearing neoprene, and insulated, bulky, hard-to-move-around-in waders. Shin has it figured out, from the sleek and rugged design to the hottest patterns on the market. The Shin Gear waders are the must for all waterfowl hunters. I wear them, I stand behind them, and I'm telling you, I'm proof. Shin waders are truly built better. Go check them all out at shingear.com. Baits and Blades, official sponsor of The Blind. Go and check them out at 3302 Richmond Road in Texarkana, Texas for all of your waterfowl and tackle needs. Again, Baits and Blades on Richmond Road, your local waterfowl and tackle headquarters. Well, welcome back to The Blind. It is Brian Bolton, Garrett Kemp. We are here. By ourselves momentarily. Jeff taking a little break there. But uh Garrett
2: I might have made him mad or something. Just nah, nah, nah. That. You
0: didn't make it you didn't make <laughs> him mad. He he's taking him a little break there. But so far, uh Garrett, how do you like the look of the new uh the new set we got going on?
2: Man, I love the look. I'm ex- I'm just excited for season two. We got oh. so many good guests that we're planning on bringing on. Um yeah. just an exciting time in the blind. If you're not here, you need to be.
0: Yeah, if you're watching Uh, On Facebook or YouTube, we sure do appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, If you like the visual version of our show, it is uh, on Facebook and YouTube every episode. And you can go back and find uh, our other episodes as well. And then also, if you want to listen to it as a podcast, it always comes out the day after we debut the show on our uh, podcast sites on Spotify And on uh, Apple podcast, we got Jeff back there with us. I think we had a little tech technical difficulty, but that's the good thing about technology is that it doesn't work all the time. But uh, (laughs) we appreciate you for taking time out of your busy day. And, you know, I don't know. You're such a busy guy. You probably don't even know. But you guys ship something to Garrett and I every week. Like we, we may be some of your biggest fans. <laughs> I mean, and, and me more than Garrett. Cause Garrett's got more kids than I do. So he can't spend yeah. as much, but I try to spend it all. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't order my pants today, but that's the next thing I want to go to. There was a big drop today yep. uh, in the shin warehouse. Let's talk about that for a little bit.
1: So, yeah. So we dropped field pants today. Uh, field pants, a product that, Uh, we're really proud of the field pant. I'll say it was, uh, you know, when you, when you make a product, whether it is our, uh, whether it's field pant or the, the, or the, the uh, waders or bibs or a new jacket or anything you really want to do, you kind of sit down and you, you chart out, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish with this product? Uh, and pants are really difficult because you want to make a pant that you know the idea is it's not like the Sherpa waiter pant waiter pant. The Sherpa Waiter pant it it fits one need. It is to provide insulin inside the waiter. And I want can I wear it in the winter time? And I don't want to get hot and I want it to be comfortable. And I want to stretch. And I need good pockets. So, it, you know, you kind of see it just adds up. You just more and more and more and more when you try to build a pant like that. And so, you you know, you chart out all these problems and all these issues and all these things you're trying to accomplish. And you, you do your best at it. And we feel like with the pant that we put out today, uh, we, we accomplished that goal. It, it, it has a lot of stretch into it but it has a lot of durability into it. We, we borrowed the fabric from the uh, basically the rock climbing, the mountain climbing industry. It's called a climbing fabric. Uh, it stretches up and down. It stretches left and right. It's four-way stretch. It's it's durable and abrasion resistant, but it's also lightweight, so it kind of covers all those seasons that you could wear it in. Uh, we changed some material in the pocket. It doesn't get excessively hot around your waist or around your groin area where it could if we hadn't paid attention to what we were using in the pockets, uh, We made the knees articulated so it has a little bit of bend to it. Uh, and then you go in and you you work on, do you want it to be athletic fit? Do you want it to be relaxed fit? You know, you try to get that fit so that it covers all of those areas. And then it's like, do you want a boot cut bottom or do you want to be able to wear it with shoes? You want to be able to wear it with both. So you can see it just it just keeps evolving. You these questions yeah. and all these situations you're trying to answer with one pant, uh, and being able to pull that off in a way that it was effective and it met all those needs was really cool. It was really kind of a fun thing to do, honestly. But you got to be a clothing nerd to
2: really I'm, appreciate I'm just glad you cleared all that up because my wife is watching and she asked me yesterday, I said, look, the pants drop. And she said, well, what's so special about them? So I'm glad you cleared yeah. that up just for her. Yeah. <laughs> I, either, I either cleared
1: it up or I made it so muddy that she just said, you know what? Get whatever you want. Just stop, yeah, just just just, you I'll stop just
2: ship talking. them to Brian's house.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that would just be a typical day down here. We we feed the UPS man supper every night because he usually stops by here and he'll, he'll unload for five minutes. But, uh, yeah. but, no, not only the field pant, I'm looking forward to, I, I didn't, I was busy today, so I didn't get a chance to order any, but I am ordering some tomorrow, but got some new waiters coming out as well. Some new patterns. Let's, yeah. let's hit on those for just a little bit because they look really, really good.
1: Yeah, they do. I'm, I am very proud of tree stand. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very proud of tree stand. I, I, earlier I said I was a 90s model duck hunter and, you early 90s model that tree stand came out and to me that was like the greatest pattern I've ever seen uh, there's nothing wrong with bottom land there's nothing wrong with original bottom land two superbly effective patterns but for me tree stand just hit different you know it's bottomland, it has that limb in it it has some leaves in it and the cool thing about tree stand where again you kind of got to be a clothing nerd and kind of evolved in this But honestly, I would challenge anybody, take a piece of uh, bottom land and set it in front of you and take a piece of tree stand and set it in front of you. And the difference is, with bottom land, you can look at at it. You can focus in on one spot and you can kind Mm -hmm. of pick it out and you can see it. Tree stand, your eye will not let you focus on one spot. There's too much going on. There's too many different things and your eye is just constantly moving. And to me, you know, I'm not a know-it-all waterfowl biologist or scientist or anything like that. But to me, that is really cool. It it really is the fact that you can't just sit and pick something exactly out about it. I I think is a cool thing about it. It's a it's a flat piece of of material.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a flat piece of material, but it gives you that 3D look.
1: It does. It does. There's a lot going on in the pattern.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so not only the tree stand, but you got a new solid color, uh, pattern coming out. I guess you would call it a color since we, it's not technically we, a pattern. So.
1: Yeah. I got in trouble today for calling it a pattern. I, I didn't mean to. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's a color. That's right. It's a
0: yeah.
1: color. Brown color, uh, really cool blends really well. It's a, it's tone color, uh, it's in the shade well, it's in the sun well, uh, it's a dark brown trickle. And that's what we always want to, kind of want to do at Chin is every year we want to release a new solid color. Uh, you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, we're not trying to do anything outside of the normal, we're just trying to do something cool. Here's a cool solid color, there's a lot of people that like to wear solid colors. Uh, and, and what we're going to do, we're going to introduce the option. That's what we want to do.
0: Can you still hear us? Oops. All right. There We're you there. go. I got you. I now. you. Yep. Yeah, we, we we lost you for, I mean, just about two or three seconds there. But, yeah, the brown is a really good color. Now, of course, I told you I wasn't going to say anything controversial, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. So don't mm-hmm. hang up on us. Right. Will you put the olive okay. back out again?
1: Oh, man, you could never say never. <laughs>
0: There's a lot I of want, people that love that color. I want an olive pair so bad, and I don't have any. I've I've owned every other pattern or color that you've had at one time or not. And he, uh, he might
2: love. order them and send them back before yeah. season and try on another pair. Wear wear them out of season. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, what he does. I mean, they might just wear them yeah, around I the mean, house and then send them back and get a new pair. I don't know what he does with
1: them. It's a. You know, like you tell everybody, it, it, it's hard to keep reimagining the color wheel. So I'm sure long that olive color is going to come back.
2: We'll just take that sound clip. Just the olive color will come back.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're
0: all going to be waiting on it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Take it completely out of context.
0: Well, look, I know, I know you've got, yeah. you know, you guys got a lot of, uh, you guys got a lot of products that are about to drop in July. Um, you know, and I know that you've shown some of them, maybe all of them. I don't know at some of the shows you've done so far through the spring and on even into the summer, but what what are some of the products that you can talk with us about tonight? Uh, you know, just just kind of a quick overview of them, of, of what's coming, or, or, you know, at least what you can tell right now.
1: Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we showed everything at NWTF. That's kind of our coming out party in february every year you can if you come to that show you're you're going to get a chance to see everything so everything's kind of really out there um without going too deep into detail we have a new bib coming out uh field bib really excited about it it, it solves a lot of problems uh after the field bib we have a windproof water resistant pullover coming out uh, we have a Primaloft jacket coming out. The Primaloft jacket, I'm really excited about it.
0: it. Yeah, me too. It
1: solves a lot of problems, and it, it's really been a challenge to get that garment to do what we wanted it to do. Uh, we have a Primaloft vest coming out. It's going to go backwards to where the vest originally came from, a layering piece, so it's supposed to be worn closer to the body where you'd wear it up underneath something instead of an outer. So that's going to be fun to try to explain and try to teach everybody about kind of the history of vest and how they were originally intended to be worn. Um, and that's a really cool product. Uh, then we have, uh, after that, we have another jacket coming out. Then we have uh, the bibs that dropped or the uh, field pants that dropped today. I've got a, We have a bonded fleece field pant that's going to come out later. Uh, that takes the field paint that we have now and adds a layer of bonded fleece inside it. So it gets really warm and really water resistant, really windproof. Um, Then there are a couple styles of bags coming out. Uh, There's a gun case coming out. Um, I think that might be everything that's coming out this year. I I apologize. I kind of stay... In my life and in my work and what I do, by the time it's it's out to the public, I've been looking at it for a couple of years and I've, yeah. I've moved on to other things that we're trying to get. Because the one thing that we want to do at Shin is we, we spend two years developing an item. That's that's it. Uh, me and my team are going to play with it for a year and then we're going to put it out to our development team for a year And then it's going to come out to the public if it makes its way through all those tranches. Uh, So sometimes I forget to talk about something that's really cool and it's coming out to the public this year because I've slipped and I've moved on to something else. But I believe that's the entire product line that's coming out. Uh, There's some add-on colors. Uh, There's another merino piece that's coming out, uh, which if, you know, please... People don't sleep on Merino. It's probably some of the greatest fabric and uh, in use products that that are made that Merino is really special. Uh, And then we have a few other little things that we kind of add into as the season goes on.
0: Well, there's there's two things that I want to know. First off being the (laughs) Primaloft jacket. Is it coming in patterns or will you have a solid color?
1: Both. Patterns and solid colors.
0: Perfect. Sign me up. I'll just
1: just tell you, because I'm really excited about the Primaloft jacket. Uh, It's something that, uh, honestly, the Primaloft jacket is something that I've been wearing basically since day one. This has always kind of been, this is a, it really is a passion project of mine. I would like to make a garment I mean, this is not NASA level space stuff, but I mean, it, it's above other, it, it, it's just a better garment. And my idea of what I want to do is just kind of different. I would like to build a garment that helps regulate your body temperature. And what I mean by that is, is we're all in that, we've all been in that situation where you get dressed up in the morning you go out. You're putting out decoys. Whether your boat, you got to ride the boat in or four wheeler in, or you got to load the four wheeler or load the boat. You get hot. You got to take something off. You get cold. You got to put something on. When you get back to the camp, you've got you've taken your waders off. You've gone inside the camp. You have got to take your jacket off. My idea and thought was, man, how awesome would it be to be able to build a product? that regulated your body temperature that once you put it on, it was on.
0: Yeah. And
1: you didn't, you didn't notice temperature changes and you didn't notice that you had hunted all morning and you had came back to the camp and you had cooked breakfast and you had eaten breakfast and you were hanging out and you were still wearing your coat. So, to me, that has always kind of in the back of my mind and in the forefront been a challenge and something that I wanted to take on and that we wanted to take on and see if it could be done. And that Primo jacket is the absolute closest I've ever come, we've ever come to being able to do that. I, I see it all the time, or I saw it all the time during season. Uh, In the season before, people unknowingly didn't even know what they were doing, which they wouldn't because they they don't live in that world. They don't think about it. But I would see them hunting it, come in, take their waders and stuff off, come inside the camp. And an hour later, they still had it on. Or two hours later, they still had it on. Or somebody comes into the office. It's been cold outside. They were wearing it. But they've been inside the office doing stuff for two hours. And I, I didn't say anything to them. I'm just watching, just seeing at what point in time they make this change and they did, but, but they yeah. also didn't complain about being hot or cold. So to me that, that's, that was a step. That was a giant leap of, Hey, we're getting somewhere with this idea of what we want to do with this garment. Uh, yeah. Does this one do it a hundred percent? I don't know, but I'm telling you generations of it, it's, it's going to get there. Uh, yeah. and right now it's, it's as close to that as possible. It is a really, and honestly, I don't know if it's witchcraft that's going on or what, but it is a really cool jacket and it, <laughs> it, it does some awesome things.
0: Well, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. And then, you know, I mentioned that I had two things. The, the, the second thing that I had was, you know, you mentioned this, uh, team that you have when you develop stuff and, you know, you get it out for people to kind of test it in the field and stuff. You know, if you ever need some somebody in southwest Arkansas, there's you know, I got two guys that we can, you know, we can test it at Millwood and kind of give you that. Y'all, hometown. y'all already, yeah, it's y'all kind already of hometown have our
2: addresses. Deal. Y'all have yeah. our addresses yeah. saved. The UPS guy knows where to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could we could test it back. Look, I think he cut his mic off. On
2: purpose, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still here. I'm still
1: promised to be here, I, I love it. I, The best thing about the product team, and, you know, frankly speaking, you got people for the product team that no matter what, at the end of the day, will be 100% truthful. You you don't want them to be just fans of the brand or fans of what you're doing. You want it to be people that will come in, take a garment off, and throw it at your feet and say, this thing sucks. This sucks, and this is why. And then you can kind of go through it, and you can you know, you can figure you can fix and you can develop and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Like, you know, good product people. It's hard to find people that will just give you that brutal, honest feedback. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. You've got to have someone telling you that your product or your idea or what you're trying to do failed in this spot. And this is what you should do to fix it. Uh, that that honestly for the product team, that's what you want. You want you want people yeah. that are unabashedly opinionated but have knowledge of what they're doing or right. are willing to learn and understand what they're doing. I mean, you you know, some things just can't be done, but
0: yeah, some things yeah. can. That's right. Well, look, let's take one more uh short break here. We're gonna show some love to some of our sponsors. When we come back, uh Jeff, we're gonna talk about the drop date coming up. Uh, real soon next month in July and then we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the festival that y'all have coming up so yeah, uh, that's right so let's take a short break Cam and we'll be right back with more from Mr. Jeff Jones right here on The Blind Go over and check out our friends Alpha Racks at alpharacksusa.com it's the do it all rack system whether you're trail riding, working, or out in the field hunting make sure that your rack is an alpha rack not all racks are created equal. Tonight's episode being brought to you by Stratton Seed Company. Stratton Seed Company is dedicated to serving farmers, landowners, and hunters. From specially engineered crop seed to wildlife seed management, we have a variety of blends to meet your goals. So go over and check them out at gostrattonseed.com. Welcome back to The Blind. It is our season two, episode one. We've got Mr. Jeff Jones here from Shin Gear. We appreciate you for tuning in here on the Lyle Real Estate studio. And we appreciate Jeff for taking time out of his Thursday to be with us to talk a little bit of about Shin, some a brand that we enjoy so very much. And they just keep putting out good stuff. As as soon as our, you know there's less and less, they come out with more and more. So we appreciate you and our wives probably do not. But <laughs> no, actually, speaking of that, my wife, I got in the scout boot right on the on the drop day. I, I, I ordered some, got them in really quick. Um, and of course, that's something we talk about all the time as the customer service. And people probably get tired of hearing us talk about it because unless you experience it, you really just don't know. But your wife and Morgan just do a great job with with all of that. And I know they've got a team up there of other people, but man, they do such a good job. But I got the scout boot in and my wife said, I want some. And I said, really? She said, oh, yeah, I want some. So I had to order her a pair. So we, we got two pairs over here.
2: I think she yeah, said they man. were cute.
0: Yeah, um, she said she cute. said they were cute. So she wanted yeah. some.
1: Yeah, I've got some. They'll work for them. Jesse wears <laughs> some. My my daughters wear them. Uh, yeah. You know, we we live out in a we, we live in a bottom. The river's right behind my house, kind of like my parents. I, I have a river right behind my house. There's actually a duck club right behind my head. I mean, it's I, I can see their roof most of the time uh, where we live, so it's it's kind of cool to watch them hunt early in the mornings. If I got to take the kids to school and we'll get up and loaded, I can hear them shoot and uh, yeah. watch them hunt and all that. So it's kind of cool. But anyway, what I'm getting to the point is it's very wet where I live. My house, yeah. uh, once we get once we start getting rain, it's over with. Uh, you know, we had we had to concrete a walkway to the dog kennel just so we could feed it, but. Uh, everybody at this house at some point in time has got scout boots on and walking around and doing stuff. So they're, they're really, it's a, it's a boot that anybody can wear. Women, kids, men, everybody like that.
0: So yeah, really yep. like scout, so, boots.
1: scout boots. Good product.
0: Yeah. Speaking of dogs, I, the last time we saw you, I think you had a litter of puppies, didn't you? Didn't you have a bunch of puppies last time we saw you? We
1: did. We sure did. We did. So mm-hmm. a year ago, uh, a year ago, Memorial Day, Nola, which is my dog, which the dog gets to shop all the time. If anybody comes up there, Nola's gonna greet them. Um, she's there with us every day. She had puppies. We bred Nola to Jeff Farmer's dog, my partner in the business. One partner's in the business, one owner's. Uh, his dog Gus, and it it really was a tremendous breeding. It it, it really was. Gus is a very hard-charging, very energetic, very driven male dog. Nola is a very calm, very social, but also well-driven dog herself. So we bred these dogs together. You know, you kind of get this thing, like, I'm going to breed this high-running, high-charging dog to this low, not-as-hard-charging dog, but still very birdy dog. I mean, we have some great puppies. Uh, In fact, she had 10 puppies and five of them, I believe five of the puppies ended up at, uh, Adam Campbell, who's a trainer in Alabama through whoever got the dogs. They ended up over there. So I talk to Adam about these puppies all the time. Uh, and then we sent him, we kept a puppy, which we'll talk about for film fest. Uh, he has that puppy also. And then I have, uh, a, a couple other trainers that ended up getting dogs so I, i'm always kind of engaged in talking to these trainers that have the puppies and they're like hey are you gonna breed them again are you gonna breed her again are you gonna breed them again so yeah. really yeah and, and being a you know being a guy that has a dog and when you hear that about the puppies it's kind of like people talking about your kids you know you're really excited and you, you love to hear good things about them so they're they're good dogs i don't know probably like further than we should have gone with that. But they're good dogs. No, hey,
0: hey, that's that's what we're here for. Talk about ducks and dogs and camo and, and cute scout boots, like our wives say. So that's all right. But yeah. uh
1: I have always been I've always been a black lab guy. I've always had female black labs. I, I love them. I, I really do. And Nola, she's uh you know, she she's a good one. Man, she's a
2: good dog.
0: Gosh I'm not great, there. great. Um let's talk about the drop date. July thirteenth, is that right?
1: Yeah, thirteenth. We try to keep it around that. You know, we our initial drop was on the fourteenth uh, last year. It was on the fourteenth this year. That Thursday, July thirteenth. That Thursday is a really good time for us. So we're going to July thirteenth this year. Uh, and drop this year will be uh, the waiters, the new color waiters. It will be the bibs. It will be uh, Let's see what else It's I think a couple of the bags will come out that day. The pants are already out. Uh, I believe it is uh, oh a really cool product. I didn't say earlier The I'm going to make everybody wait and see what it is. Uh, but it's made me on the edge of my feet. <laughs> I know. I, I'll give you this. It's made out of wax and you can wear it. I yeah. think
2: I know where we're going. Yeah.
1: Trill yeah. it. Really, it's really cool. It's It'll come out on launch day. It'll come out on the 13th. Uh, all the new colors of the vest that we've had out, they'll be available. New colors in the over and under, new colors in the hydrolock. All that will be available. Uh, and then there's going to be some additional scattered launches afterwards. Uh, so, one following up the very next week that I'm super pumped about. I mean, as a dad, with three kids, I am super pumped about the day after, or the week after launch.
0: Not, not dropping any hints. Just
1: not. Just I mean, excited. Yeah, I mean, just super excited <laughs> as a dad
0: of three yeah, kids. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. That's right. Of
1: varying ages, I am really excited about what that program is going to do and what it's going to do for parents and what it's going to do for kids and all that. I'm very, very excited about that. Well, that's, that's exciting, awesome.
2: especially as yeah. a parent. With I've got a little boy. Brian's got a little boy. Brian's little boy was at my house swimming today, and I told his wife, I said, all we need is some baby shin. We just <laughs> need some baby shin.
0: Some baby shin, yeah. <laughs> some baby <laughs> yeah.
2: shin.
0: That's right. But not only is the drop date coming soon, there's a really, really cool thing coming up in, I believe, October. Is that right? Is that when the festival is?
1: Yeah. Yeah, October
0: so Let's 21. chat about that.
1: Yeah, what film was the friends, idea for that? Uh, the initial idea, honestly, is giving yeah. back. That's that's 100% where it came from. I We, we felt like, you know, this was an opportunity for Shin to give back to our customers, and not only our customers, like any waterfowler. It, 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 I, I don't care whose brand you wear, whose product you love most. If you don't like product at all, if you're a waterfowler, film festival is for you. It is our opportunity to give a free event to people to come spend the day in Memphis, come spend the evening, watch a bunch of killer, awesome footage, uh, and and see films, be, be able to see other brands and all that. So what we're doing is, and, and the idea has just grown and just morphed and, morphed and morphed and morphed and got bigger and bigger and bigger. It's It's a huge thing now. So on October 21st, we have uh, the Botanical Gardens rented out. And uh, if you don't know anything about the Botanical Gardens, it's, it's a place where they have really intimate concerts. Uh, it's an outdoor setting. There's a giant stage. We have a huge screen coming in. Uh, there's a lawn in front of that. And it kind of goes back to some beautiful oak trees. And it is a free admission Film festival. We have six filmmakers who have made films. They're anywhere from, I think, twelve to, you know, they're like they're in that like that ten to fifteen, maybe twenty minute long video series of films. We're going to uh, introduce the uh, the videographer that made the film. We're gonna introduce them. We're gonna watch their film. There may be a chance for some Q and A with that videographer. Then we're gonna show the next one. And then we're going to kind of repeat this process all through it until we watch all six films. Uh, There's some musicians coming in to provide live music. Uh, There is a ton of food trucks so that you can get food to eat. There is some uh, we're going to have some large tents where we have uh, buffet style meals that you can purchase a ticket and go through the buffet and get the, the meal there. Or if you want to, we're going to have an area right in front of the stage where if your business or just a bunch of individuals want to get together and you want to have a table, you can buy a table for the event. It's an eight seat table. Uh, That table gets a free pair of waiters. There will be some uh, drinks for the table. The table is twenty five hundred dollars if you want to buy a table for eight people, be able to come in there, sit down, have free meals, get a pair of waiters one waiter per table, and then drinks and all that. Uh, If you just want to come to the event, it's free. It's wide open to you. You can just show up. You can bring a lawn chair. You can sit out in the the grass area. You can get food from the food trucks. You can get food from uh, the food tent that we have, and you can watch these films. That is our idea, and and also, there's always more. We have some... Partners that are coming, Rolling Thunder's coming, Makers Call companies coming, um, I, I shouldn't even start it, Apex is coming, uh, Boss is coming, uh, gosh, I shouldn't have started trying to name all the brands that are coming, there's a ton we're, of
0: brands coming. coming, yeah, coming. y'all
1: are coming, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of vendors coming that will be able to have tent space to show their goods and stuff like that, uh, you know, if you come early enough in the day, there's probably going to be a game on the screen that you can watch. So there's a lot going on, but the whole idea it's back to watching these six films. You're going to watch a film. Then you're going to watch another one, all this, and then you're going to vote and you're going to vote for the film that you liked most. And we have it set up kind of like, uh, that American idol would do. You'll text this number and you'll say film three or however that works. Uh, we're going to tally up those votes at the end of it. And we're going to present that videographer or filmmaker with a prize. Um, for doing it. And, you know, to us, this is a really cool thing. It's a really cool way to give back. Um, I have purposely not watched the films. I don't want to see them. I want to see them just like everybody else does that night. I kind of know what some of them are about. And man, there's a couple tear jerkers in there. Uh, There's an educational one in there. And then there's some facts and stuff that you're going to learn. And then there's just like, just some really cool hunting stuff videos to watch so That's super awesome. excited about a film festival cool. i mean That's
2: that a cool concept yeah
1: I, I don't know if anybody's ever done this before if any brand has or done anything like this i know i've never attended anything to this magnitude or anything where it was like films giving back and and all that uh if if someone's done it before hats off to them i i don't know of it uh Nothing I can think of. And I, I'm very proud of us for doing this. This is a, yeah. it is a huge undertaking and a big expense and But you know what? We're very happy to do it. And, yeah. you know, in the future, the idea is to be able to move this thing around and show it. So this is something that it, it won't go away. We're, we're going to keep doing it for a long, long time.
0: That's awesome. If you want to find out more information about the film festival, you can always go over to shingear.com. I know there's a big tab there. We just looked at it uh, a couple of days ago. And so you can go over there. You can purchase tickets there and find out any information that you want to at shingear.com. But look, Mr. Jeff, we're going to take one more, I promise, our short break here on the blind. And when we come back, we're going to put you on the hot seat. we got a couple of questions for you. Okay. They're just about hunting. Not going to put you too much in the deep water, but we got some questions. We're going to run through kind of a speed round. And just a couple so people can find out what are some of your favorite things about hunt. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on the blind with our final flight. One of the most discussed topics in the waterfowl and in hunting in general is ammo. When it comes to waterfowl and turkey ammo, Apex Ammunition has upped the game. From their S3 steel to their TSS to their blended waterfowl load. When I tell you you can see a difference, I mean it. I shot the blended waterfowl load this past season, and those things mean business. Go check out the complete line of waterfowl, turkey loads, and predator shot at apexammunition.com. Apex Ammunition. Experience your best shot. Every morning when we get up, headed out to the field, we make sure our thermos is full of Dirty Duck Coffee. They've got a wide variety of different coffee blends. Go over and check them all out at dirtyduckcoffee.com. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. Welcome back to The Blind. That Dirty Duck coffee got me smelling the aroma through the commercial. I look like I need a little bit of that. But, Well, look, we're back here for what we like to call the final flight, our final segment of the night. We have really, really enjoyed Mr. Jeff Jones from Shin Gear being here with us. But, Jeff, we want to run through some questions so people can find out a little more about you, even though we haven't, asked some of these already but we've got some for you. So I've got a couple here for you. And okay. uh we'll just kind of scroll through these pretty quick, okay? So right. first question. What's your favorite duck? Oh, mallard. Well, mallard. M- Mallard's I, king. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah I here? Mean, <laughs> I, mallard. Think that mallard date. I say mallard drake. <laughs> day in and day out all day long. My favorite my, to look at and to, to see, cuz we we don't ever get them. I, I've yeah. shot two in my life is a black duck. Yeah, and then that's a bucket
2: list duck for me.
1: Yeah, and then after that is like you know like a pintail. We hardly ever get pintails in the woods. Yeah, uh, I, I think they're absolutely beautiful. It's a great duck, but day in and day out, I'll take them out with Drake
0: over anything. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. Favorite duck call doesn't have to be a brand, mm-hmm. just maybe type. Don't want to put you in a bind with anybody if you if you name some off the wall brand. No,
1: I, I wouldn't do it. I am an old school. I I it, it's sitting right here. I have a you know a PS Alt that I've had for ages. You know, day in and day out, and Alt to do it. Um, you know there, there's a lot of great calls a lot of great calls out there you can sit here all day long and they call companies and, and different things that they're doing uh last year i started blowing some a maker's call company a maker monarch i really like that call
0: uh,
1: yeah i like their call three i mean i can do this all day long I like electric calls i'm a uh i'm a duck caller since i was a kid uh I love it, But day in and day out, uh, the one thing that's always been constant with me is, ult. it sits right here. And I, I will officially go on record and I will argue with any old duck call blower in the world, this is the right way. If Jesus came back tomorrow with a duck call around his neck, he would have his old like this. He would not have it turned around.
0: I, I'm I, not said argue I
1: said it and i don't care what they say <laughs> he said it any minute
0: that's right any minute and he brought jesus into it so it's got to be serious it's got to be the real deal well i think i know that the answer to your question here but rice field or timber oh, Tim, yeah you know there's not many people that choose rice field but every now and then you find somebody that you know just doesn't know the right way so
1: Hey, look, man, I, I have nothing against Ricefield hunters and, and all that. I, I think it's it's fun, and, you know, there's camaraderie. You're out there with all your buddies and in a pit and all that, but, man, I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this. I shouldn't even say it. I'm going to the woods for almost a eclipse that, that that that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to hunt the woods. That's
0: right. That's right. Well, I have to agree with you on that one as well. So. Uh, favorite pattern of camo. Uh,
1: well, tree stand, absolutely tree stand, followed by bottomland. I don't, I do well, not think tree stand and bottomland can be beat. Uh, no matter where you, no matter where you go in the world, from Canada to Mexico, anywhere, you will not find something that blends better than bottomland.
2: I'm yeah. so glad to hear that because my whole closet is bottomland. Yeah, and I I want it to continue to be bottomland, so I need Shin to keep making things in bottomland. Don't you? Don't you? Worry. Oh, I don't
0: think. Yeah, I don't, don't. I don't, don't think. I think there's a lot a lot of bigger things to worry about than than Shin not making bottomland. Yeah. But But uh, yeah. yeah, well we yeah. we were trying to we were trying to trip you up a little bit there because you know we not really, but you know uh, we were hoping you'd say some some other pattern that maybe wasn't out yet, and we'd be like, yep, that's the next one. We got him. You know we. We almost got field to uh, trip up that one time. So <laughs> field almost told us what the pattern was, but he didn't, he kept it, but, but, uh, well, look, we appreciate it. You know, we won't, we won't get into some of these other questions. They're a little controversial. You know, we, we're going to ask you if you want to, you know, if you like coffee or beer and the duck blind, or if you like, you know, different stuff like that, but we'll, we'll just leave everything at that. But, you know, uh, we appreciate you for taking the time. We really do.
1: Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. Anytime I can come back on or do anything for y'all, y'all let me know. I, I appreciate it. I really.
0: Did. We we uh, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you know. I guess just from us being able to talk to you, um, we appreciate what you guys are doing. I mean, you're putting out quality products, and you're doing it. it it's 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 products put out for duck hunters by duck hunters. I mean, and you can tell when we buy something and we wear it, it's, we're like, man, why didn't we come up with this? I mean, this is exactly what we need. This is how we would have done it if we were doing it, which we don't have the mindset to think of it like you guys do. But I mean, it's, we, we love the gear and that's one reason why we push it. Uh, you know, so much is because we truly believe in the brand and the gear, and, and we want everybody else to to experience that with us. So, yeah, and it's not just
2: the way, it's just not what you're doing, it's the way that you're doing it. That's right. Customer service, we talked about a little bit. And from Brian and I, y'all guys have been so good to us. I can't say enough good things about everybody at Shen. Well,
1: thank you very much.
2: So you know, that that's a big thing. We're honestly,
1: it's 100% authentic. We're making the products that we want to wear, that we want to hunt in, and, you know, we feel like waterfowlers need. And, uh, and then we're standing behind them. And then we're offering customer service. You know, that at the end of the day, that's, that's the one thing that no one can take from us. Somebody could come out and they could make their version of the same waiter. They could make their version of the same products. They can do all of that stuff, but they can't take customer service away. They can't take the sincere customer service that Morgan brings to the table, that my wife brings to the table, that Carter, that Byron, that Dylan, that Field, that Jeff Farmer, that John Strange, that myself, that May Walker brings, that every single person at Shin brings, it's customer first. You know, what do we have to do to take care of the customer? That's That's what we're going to do.
0: Well, and I definitely don't want to put them on the spot because, you know, I, I assume this happens a lot and it definitely wasn't because of me, but I called at 450 one day and had ordered five pairs of the scout boots for one for my wife and then for my stepdad and my dad, you know, for father's day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then I, right after I ordered them, I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to get them by my father's day. And this was on a Thursday, Thursday afternoon at four fifty. Mm -hmm. I pick up the phone and call at a couple minutes after five. So you got some good employees because they were still there working. Byron and Carter were there. They answered the phone and they looked my order up and said, man, UPS has already run. But I tell you what, we're going to box these up and take them to UPS for you. I ordered them at 450 on Thursday. They were at my house before noon on Friday from Memphis to Texarkana.
1: That's awesome to know. you, you want to hear those good things. And, man, I honestly, I, I'll tell you, it, it's 100% truthful. You told me to get on this call uh, at 6.50. I was late coming home. I probably didn't get home till you know, 5.15, five, probably 5.30 or later. And Jesse is sitting at the kitchen table uh, answering emails and calling customers back because that's when she could get, get them on the phone. Uh, you know, we, we sat there and, you know, I had a beer and Jesse had something on what it was. And we were eating chips and salsa and she was calling customers and I was getting ready to go do a podcast. And it's like that every day. I posted a picture on my Instagram last year, uh, right before Christmas of Jesse sitting at our kitchen table and my eight year old, the youngest daughter sitting there, both writing thank you notes. And we do this. The whole team does this every day, every day. There, it's, it's just authentic. We we want to take care of the customers. Uh, you know, we want to provide for them. We, we just want to do, we just want to do business the way that business should be done. You should be able to get a person on the phone. If not, that person calls you back within, you know, a certain period of time, and and takes care of you. That's the way that my grandparents did business. That's the way that my parents were. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we want to do. That's that's the heart and soul of everybody at Shen is, you know, let's do right.
0: Well, we sure do appreciate it. And, and we tell everybody that we come across because people ask us all the time. And I mean, it, it's true. I mean, you hear a lot of people that say it or one person has an experience and it doesn't work that way for everybody. But everybody that has an experience with you guys says the same thing and so i just want you to know it is appreciated we appreciate you and we're going to tell people as long as they'll listen to us and not only do we appreciate what you do with the brand we appreciate you taking time away from your family to be with us tonight and we look forward to having you back on again
1: thank you guys thanks very much thanks
0: and we we also look forward to seeing you uh here in july yeah so we're going to come up we're gonna come right. up probably not that uh, Thursday for the for the launch or whatnot, but you know Friday, uh, we'll try to get up there and see you guys, and maybe you can get Field Norris to do some work between now and then.
1: We'll try. <laughs> well, look, we, we
0: appreciate you, season one. Excuse season two, episode one. We appreciate Mr. Jeff Jones from Shin Gear coming in to the blind. We're gonna wrap it up here. Cam's gonna play some videos to take us out. If you want more information or you heard about a product that you want more information on or you want to go and buy it, the field pant just came out, the scout boot not long ago. They've got a uh, what's what's the other boot, the hip waiter or, or, or that came out. Oh, the, slew boot. The, the slew, slew boot. the slew boot. I don't have a pair of those yet either, but the slew boot just came out. Tons of stuff. Go over to shingear.com, check them out, fill your your basket up. It'll be to your doorstep within a day or two. Trust me. It happens all the time. I can tell you for a fact. Best customer service in the country. And then also be on the lookout July the 13th for the drop of some of the new gear, followed by a couple more drop dates throughout the summer and fall. Well, you heard it here. It may have not been first, but you heard it here tonight. ShinGear.com is where it needs to be. And go over and check them out. Mr. Jeff, we sure appreciate you.
1: Thank you, guys. Good talking to you, Jeff. We'll see
0: you next time. Season two, episode two, coming up in two weeks. We won't be back next week. We're going to take a week off, take a little vacation. We'll see you on episode two in two weeks right here on The Blind. The Blind is brought to you each and every episode live from the Lyle Real Estate Studio, our land investment experts that you can trust. Whether you're looking for a big piece of land or just a small track to get started, lyle real estate specializes in connecting rural properties with people who appreciate them their record of success speaks for itself go over and check out all of the hunting properties at lylerealestate.com when we're out in the field waterfowl hunting we never leave the house without our designated puller the number one automatic jerk rig on the market go over to perfectlimitoutdoors.com and check out the designated puller make the water move Thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode of The Blind. Make sure you go over and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for watching.